You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I am joined by a couple friends of ours, Anthony Smith and his son, Caleb Smith. Caleb, right? Good, sir. Yep. So this past weekend was the NWTF convention down in Nashville. And for those that don't know, the NWTF has a great call making, uh, is a call makers competition. And one thing I really wanted to do, especially for my own interest, is I wanted to see like, hey, how are these calls judged? What kind of criteria are they looking at? And what's this competition all about? Because the first year that I went down, I was like, oh, it's just about turkeys. And then you see this table full of goose calls, a table full of duck calls. And I'm like, man, this is my place. This place, like turkey's my number one, but ducks too, like come on that's a good time there so guys thanks for coming on and uh yeah just tell me a little bit how did you get involved in judging call making competitions well guys um you know we're we're a family business here and caleb has been in call making i guess you could say ever since he was a little bitty i've been in call making since i was in my 20s and really calling competitions back then and um fell into basically a passion and a love for calls in general. I mean, you, you've got the sites like call nuts. Well, I'm a call nuts. I just, I love everything about duck calls, goose calls, crane calls, uh, turkey calls. Just, I love how they're made. I like the look of them. I like the sound of them and stuff. Um, I just love that, that part of it. After uh, being involved in the outdoor industry for so long, working for companies like rig and right, waterfowl, haze calls, uh, whitetail Institute in North America, uh, and several others, um, I, I got an invitation from Mark Warmoth and he said, I need a judge. So, uh, I guess my, my background qualifications, I've judged, uh, state calling competitions and re- regional calling competitions from a competition standpoint. When I got involved with Mark, um, I had already designed some calls that were released out to the public and sold in Bass Pro Shops and stuff like that. Um, and, I may show some of those here in just a second, but it's just been one of those avenues where it's been part of us, part of our family, um, and part of what we like in our culture. And it, I feel like, you know, it's part of our community too, uh, just to be involved with what, uh, Mark has started here. Now, to be fair, like people are looking at this and they're saying, yeah, Anthony, we know who that guy is. And, but they're like oh caleb you know it's just a family member but caleb in your own right like you you know your way around a a call or two right like yes sir so uh just in a nutshell i I blow a duck call for a living um i'm a full-time hunting and fishing guide i guide in the winter time over in arkansas all through the season going to snow goose season usually um i grew up around the duck calls i grew up in the shop since i was a little knee high um i've seen and learned under many other call makers in the industry, uh, including my dad and many other guys through him. Um, you know, I've, I've seen the good and the bad side of the, of the calls, but also I, I look more at calls from a hunting standpoint, um, what is needed and what I must have to get through my season. Uh, it's not just something for me that, uh, well, I like this, I like this, but it's something that I had to learn as what is needed as a consumer. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that's good, but, now, are there judges that aren't as qualified as you guys? Like, can a guy like me that, you know, I'm the guy that pulls the jerk string in the in the blind. Is someone like me able to actually be a judge or become a judge? You know, um, 
we have a lot of guys that I'm not going to say they're beginning beginner call uh, callers, but they definitely know how to operate a call. But I was talking to Caleb about this the other day. We really need that as judges. We we need the experienced judges, and we also need the beginner judges. Because a lot of times as a beginner, you're just trying to figure out how that call operates. If you put a, a call in your hand and you can operate that call just from the get-go uh, and you don't have a lot of experience, that's probably a pretty good call. Mm-hmm. And is there anything to be said for – like? Do, does each individual judge blow the call their own way and judge it based on that? Or is it just like one central guy like, Hey, Dave Palmer put a call in and Freddie over here is going to blow it. And all the judges hear how Freddie blew it. Or is it based on you guys? So you, you, you generally have this question set um, and they've done a really good job of setting up the software for this competition. We all have tablets and we'll choose which call we're fixing to judge. Generally, you're going to start out with how is the uh, calls quack if you're working on a duck call, for example. So you'll blow a quack through it. Uh, you'll have a hell call next. You may have a feed next. And then one of the last questions is going to be um, your finish or construction of your call. Um, how appealing is it kind of? question a lot of people get kind of mixed up because some some of the questions are are scaled let's say from one to ten mm-hmm. and some of the others like uh, fit and finish may score the highest it can score is a four um so to get a four in your fit and finish on that you're doing a really good job and i, I know several guys i've talked to didn't really understand that that kind of score well, i got a three i'm horrible no you're not absolutely at all you're making a very good call with a three. You got a three uh, out of four, which is 75%. That's a pass, right? Exactly. Like that's, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, and, you know, the way I look at it may be different from the way other people look at it. Some people may look at it all over and just basically judge the call wholly um, if it has a good finish on it, if it doesn't have a finish on it, if it has a brass band or a copper band or a steel band of some kind, or if it's actually got inlays, if you laid a, a basic call next to a call that's got inlay, you know, you're maybe judging those against each other. So if I'm setting 120 calls out in front of me in one category, I need to figure out to me, and this is the way I do it, which ones are fours, which ones are threes, which ones are twos, and which ones are ones, even before I start judging. And that's kind of, that may seem unfair, um, but you know the difference between a one call and a four call when you start looking at those yeah it's it's just like picking up you'll have some calls you pick up both will sound great but when you go to judge that specific category i pick up a call that's just a hunk of coca bola it looks good sounds good it's got a nice ca finish on it nice clear looks good no clouding but then i've got this other call that has brass and different color woods inlaid into it layered into it you know that that person took a lot more effort to go in and do a call like that 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 takes a lot of work and a lot of time compared to just throwing on a piece of wood onto a lathe and rolling it out yeah that's also what we have to look at in that yeah so i heard there was like 1400 calls entered this year someone might have told me that oh yeah you guys you guys told me that yeah Yeah. (laughs) so of the 1400 calls are you just judging a certain category are you judging a subset of that like how many calls would you judge overall 
So I would generally have, I think I was judging nine different categories, if I remember right. Um, so, uh, for example, I would have probably judged champion of champions. I would have judged cranes this year, cranes, a new area. Um, and mm -hmm. it's actually crane slash uh, spec. Uh, it, they kind of categorized it together, but just about everybody who entered anything in the crane was, was making a crane call. Okay. Uh, goose uh, spec is a total category by itself and then you've got your um, flutes your your opens your flutes um, you've got your amateur calls um, you've got your acrylic divisions so there's there's a lot to that you got your laminated calls something that's new this year that I really liked was the four dot category yes oh yeah four dot was that was there were some killer calls in the four dot entry so there, for the I know what Fortnite is because I'm part of Call Nuts. But for yeah. those that don't know, how about you give a quick explanation on what that? Because it it can be beautiful and different all at the same time, right? Exactly. So, mm -hmm. Exactly. So generally, it it is basically paint overspray that's collected over time, and then layer upon layer upon layer of different colors that paint overspray that's collected from different booths. It may be from the Corvette plant or the Ford plant or the Jeep plant. Um, so there's all kinds of different four dots out there and you'll have guys who make hybrids also from four dot that maybe don't have a full piece of four dot to make a whole call. They'll take parts and then ship them to someone to make a full block for them. And it's virtually impossible to make two four dot calls exactly the same, right? Like, oh, yeah, look, exactly. like they're just, it's beautiful and that's, but okay. So you mentioned all the subcategories. If I enter a call in the competition and I get the wrong category, will you guys kind of help me fix that? Like if it's my first time or am I supposed to just know all, because there's a lot there. Like yeah, I was pretty intimidated whole, looking at it. Right. Yeah. There's a whole lot there. Um, you know, the categories is something first off, I would, I would talk to Mark or I would talk to someone um, that's kind of helping put that call contest on. Uh, Mark Warmoth is, is the guy who kind of, Man, he's the guy behind the scenes. He's the hero. Mm -hmm. He he's done an awesome job. Had sleepless nights. I mean, just just does amazing job for our community. And mm -hmm. and I, I just hats off to him. He just does an awesome job. But I would talk to somebody like Mark, or I don't mind you calling me and saying, "Hey, I don't, I can't figure this out. What category do I stick this in?" And we kind of go down through a list of the questions that are they're outlined basically on the NWTF site. Uh, what what would a four dot call have to consist of? You know, um, do I qualify for champion of champions? Do I need to make a crane call, or what's even? How do you make a crane call? Maybe um, we even talking about the beginners earlier. The cranes uh, we had guys kind of we had to teach along the way to to do those crane calls or how to do those crane calls, and that's that may seem weird, but you put someone in a category. And that just tells you how easy that call is too. But you've got that level of experience too. So a lot of times when you deal with any competition, you're going to throw out a high score and you're going to throw out a low score. That happens with this also. So you have a good and mean score to judge off of. So yeah, definitely. Um, and, and it's something I would start planning now for next year. You know, um, you, you kind of, if you went this past weekend and saw all those calls, that can very, be very overwhelming and i think there was a question that's posted on call nuts what's one call you kept coming back to you know um and this is what i i tell most people um 
generally the way they they set that competition up you're judging the call maker and the call right i'm going to try to send in the best call that i make into that competition and it may be a screamer it might not be a screamer but you're definitely going to know by the end of that competition kind of where it sets on average um a lot of people that enter those competitions and win they can really you can really blow through that call the whole range of the call it doesn't stick anywhere it's doesn't flatten anywhere it has a good feed you know it's, it's very versatile and that's the guys who win every year um not every year you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but year after year you see guys winning that build a call that's versatile mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you need to change your call to fit the competition at all mm -hmm. build the best call you can make and i had a, a, a call with a gentleman after it was over and i said man I said, when you send a call in, I, I want to see a good call. I expect a good call, but I also expect a little bit extra because you're entering. It's kind of like the Super Bowl of duck calls or goose calls. You know, you're you're sticking your call up against some of the best people in the world, and I, I think you are sticking your stuff up against the best people in the world. Um, honestly, I would like to see some of the best people in the world put their stuff in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I would, I would love to see that. Yeah. And and speaking of that, is there a division for like just the best call makers in the world, and then like one for guys like me that, you know, like a, a maybe my first year entering up to five years, something like that? Is there a, a distinguishing there? So first off, let's let's talk about um, the youth um, and those guys who are young age. Um, uh, McDougal he has yeah. a good call this year. Uh, and he won callmaker year for their youth division, right? So they start out young. Um, a couple of years ago, I think it was Stelzner's son won the youth division. Um, so we've got a generation coming up that are callmakers, you know, and I love that about this is because it allows that younger generation to be a part of what we develop in our culture of callmakers. Um, next is your novice, you know, division um or amateur division i guess you could call it you know um that's the guys that hey this is my first year maybe turning a call or i don't know kind of where this call stands i just made this call um because a lot of guys will take a tone board and they may make five different versions of that tone board or may they may buy a public jig and tweak that public jig several different ways to kind of figure out where they stand um you might say that it's a shotgun uh, type deal where they just kind of throw it all out there and what sticks sticks, you know, but you'll get a better understanding as an amateur or novice um, where that tone board is, how easy it's used, how that call in general is going to perform. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this, there's a lot of guys who blow those calls through the whole weekend and by, you know, Saturday evening, you know which calls stick. You know which calls don't have a good feed to them. And that's that's an educational part of it. You know which calls will swell. Um, that's something, you know, some guys don't take into consideration is wood swelling with everybody blowing it. Yeah. It's like if you take that wood and just drop it down in a big old thing of water, it's going to swell. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely levels to it. Um, the champion of champions are, of course, anyone who has won – uh, best of show is going to be able to enter in the champion of champions 
Um, and they're the one thing that, that maybe I don't get into as much, but the decorative call division is fantastic. There's mm -hmm. some artists and just true guys who have mastered this craft of a lot of them make a good sounding call, but there's some of them that, who can make an amazing looking call. Um, and they're just, they're awesome at it. Yeah. There, there was definitely some calls there that I was like, man, I don't know if I'd be able to focus on the hunt because I'd be looking at some of the features on this. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, wow, that is, you know, I missed that the first time I looked right. Like the yeah. mm -hmm. fantastic calls. Now at the end of it, do they get to talk to guys like you and be like, Hey, how can I make this better? What can I do better? Is that an option for some of them? Or is there like a, a, a sheet that they're given at the end? Like, Hey, the call makers think that this would help you or, or any feedback, I guess I could say. So when you score someone less than a five, let's say out of 10, the system is going to prompt us to give them feedback um, automatically. So as we're scoring, um, there are some that we go through, especially those, those novice and amateur guys. I try to put in something there. Um, most of the, the guys that are in those opens and, and in some of the, I guess you could say, tougher competitions, I don't really make my notes within the app itself, but you do get some feedback directly to um, your judging as soon as it's submitted. So there's guys on Wednesday that literally have their um, NWTF panel open and they're looking at judging as it's being submitted. So it's pretty interesting to kind of hear that going on. Uh, one thing that I did see that was, that was really, really good. Um, just a big shout out to Seth Fields. Uh, he did a live broadcast on one of the categories and he commented about what he felt about that call while he was actually judging that call. Now, okay. whether they like it or dislike that or whatever, that's just something I saw that was totally different that we hadn't done before. Yeah. That's good. And, and Seth is generally, I mean, he's our world champion right now. So yeah. um, he's got the experience and, and can run just about anything out there. Yeah. That's good. So, out of five for the different sounds, how about for the fit and finish? Is that like anything that scores below two or one or a two or, or fit and finish? Generally, that's, really... a score, that's a score of up to four. Um, it's a one, two, three, four. Um, yeah, so... but I mean for the feedback. Oh, okay. So feedback and stuff, basically, I, I, as far as feedback, what I try to do is if someone starts online questioning something, um, there's one call maker that I kind of felt like, Hey, I need to call him kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I'd, I'd seen a post in a nutshell and like, I just need to call him. And, and, and he's a call maker that I, I really consider a friend. And it's one of those things I'm not going to cheat because he's a friend or anything like that. I'm here to help everybody. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that you don't understand about this, I want to try to clarify that. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd mentioned it earlier. You know, I think he had scored a three and it's he struggled with, right? So a lot of those guys, when you see that, they they got hung up on that three. Oh man, my fit and finish is a three. So I I got right on the phone. We started chatting back and forth, I guess you could say, and and just, you know, had a better conversation and stuff. So that's what I guess I'm hoping through this podcast. Some people have some better understanding for that. And definitely the guys to call are the judges and, and the guys who put this on, if you're questioning any of that. Mm -hmm. And also if you don't get any feedback, send your call to one of the judges, send it to someone who's got that 
that level of experience. It doesn't have to be one of us. It could be another call maker. Um, mm -hmm. I know when I started out in call making, um, the first thing I did is I found world champions. I got their opinion of it. Um, and I, that, that just helped me, you know, they told me what was good about it, what was bad about it. And honestly, I like more negativity about my calls than anything because it helps me be a better call maker. Mm -hmm. You're not going to grow by having people bullshit you all the time and say like, you know, oh yeah, yeah it, you know, it's a turd, but it's a polished turd, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Constructive yeah. criticism is the way to go. That's, yeah. That's exactly right. And yeah. On, on that too, the other thing that you also have to understand as call makers, you got so many judges in there. <clears throat> not one judge judges the same way. Um, you know, you may have one judge that judges real hard and you may have one judge that judges real high. So just, you know, just because you got a three, doesn't mean that like dad said it's doesn't mean it's terrible it just those are your numbers that you get across the board uh you know i'm i judge a lot harder than my dad does so it just it's how i judge and how i interpret my numbers and everything whereas my dad tends to score a little bit differently than how yeah. i would score and yeah. that that goes for everybody across the board and all your judges yeah so would it be fair to say that um each judge scores things a bit differently or or blows the call a bit differently, but in the end, it's yeah, all gonna it's all gonna be put together and right. a final score, right? Yes. Right. And so, you may have a a guy that's huge in build, and he has a lot of air, mm -hmm. and he picks up a you know uh, a ten mil reed that's cut super short on one, and he just squawks it right off the bat, you know, and it's partially because of the way he blows. You got guys who are used to blowing cut downs, right? Those guys are used to blowing cut downs. They frames, they may not know how to control that air as much. Some of them do, some of them don't. But you have a mean score in the end that helps you to understand, you know, how how it scored compared to that person. Yeah. Now, do they? So, in some judging competitions for certain things, they'll take like say there's five judges they'll take just the three in the middle. They'll, they'll kind of the highest one and the lowest one they'll get rid of. And, and do they do something like that here? They do. They definitely do. Okay. They'll eliminate the high and the low. Um, yeah. One other thing, and I can, I can tell you about this, stepping back on COVID COVID we had 600 and let's see here, 697, 697 calls that a year we had COVID and instead of having the NWTF convention, they held the convention virtually and they took judges down to NWTF headquarters and we judged calls there. So one of the thing about it is you might hear someone uh, say, well, I, that call sounds good, right? You know what a good call sounds like. You might know what a good feed call sounds like. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. Um, so the year of COVID, we took some of the best callers and instead of everybody blowing a call, we restructured it to where you would score off that one person and how they blew that call or that whole category. Yeah. And, and they kind of did something similar on call nuts where they did like a blind, you know, the screen's black, you can hear the guy calling and then the people in the call nuts community got to actually vote on it. Yep. Yeah. So sorry, were you trying to continue there with your, with the COVID no, story? No. I was, I was thinking about real foot real foot was kind of that way this year also you know mm -hmm. yeah. you had one guy who who kind of 
blue one category all the way through and you listen to that person and and scored that person uh or that call off that one person blowing that whole category okay so was this the first competition since covid no no we've had one every year since um since uh nwtf's been back at nashville we've been back there Mm -hmm. of course it was there before yep uh a little bit different location this year. We were in the kind of the outside expo center uh, there, but man, I mean, more calls. We need more room the way I look at it, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Now, would it be, I heard a comment made that uh, if you're going to be judging the people on what the call sounds like, that maybe they should send in basically what looks like a wooden dowel with yep. their tone board and their shapes, their internal dimensions without their external so that you, you aren't, putting any bias based on whose call it is because at the end of the day i can pick out in a lineup hey this is a heron this is a mig this is a you know stuff like that and they're saying that but i want to say you guys judge fairly fair and if if one of them you're going to rank them pretty appropriately right yeah definitely um there were some guys that literally blew me away this year they had improved in their calling they had just done so much better job in what they were presenting this year versus years past. There were guys that have won the one this in years past and didn't do as good, you know? Um, and it's nothing against the guys at all. It's that it's the call that, that was submitted, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a call that blew me away last year and they was reentered this year with more, more calls and I didn't like it, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, you know, I like the call that was made last year. It was, it was, one of the best calls that I've had my hands on period. Yeah. But this year he made those same ones and it just, it wasn't up to par maybe. Yeah. Um, not almost say up to par. It wasn't as good as last year's. Let's put it that way. I mean, it still was, was clean. It was awesome. Uh, a in, good call. In terms of judging for the competition, yeah. it wasn't what we felt should have been them. Yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. Doesn't so, mean it wasn't, but. So you guys have been doing this judging for quite a bit now, right? have you seen improvements in what calls are being submitted year over year? Like is the quality of calls kind of changing or it's, there's still like, this is still the same top quality call. Like, um, are you getting what I'm saying there? You know? Yeah, I do. Um, one thing that I definitely like is the versatile, um, assortment of all the different calls. So I've always told my son that, to be great you have to surround yourself with great people right yes and if you that, that is what our show is based on yeah exactly. right like <laughs> that's that's what we say every episode surround yourselves with good people so sorry yeah that's yeah. yeah so i mean um he's a former state archery champion and how he got there was surrounding himself with great people so and shooting against those people the same way with calls you know if you'll surround your people yourself with those right people that are great at what they do, you're going to make a better call. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing that I love to see. And I wish I could have been a part of it this year was the, the community that I see every year at NWTF around these calls. Mm-hmm. And it's guys who are most of them just eager to know what did I mess up on? What can I do better? Mm-hmm. What makes a difference when you slope a tone board on the back versus making it straight or cutting a big old, you know, hunk off the front of it and just sloping it down? Um, mm-hmm. How do you do that? Why does it do it? <clears throat> you get questions like that. 
And the guys that have been in the game a long time generally will help you with those, those questions. And there's times you'll come along and you'll see guys who won, you know, this multiple times sitting back there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I want to, I want to tell anybody that's interested in being part of this, make yourself available, you know, make yourself find, known too. make yourself known too. Uh, I'm such and such from, you know, this company or I've been making calls for a couple of years. Tell me what you think and, and give me some feedback. Mm-hmm. And those guys are not going to dog you. I promise you they're not going to dog you. They're going to try to help you. And that's that's what I love about this community. We saw so many calls submitted this year. Were some of them needing to be improved? And I hope they improve yet next year. Yes, absolutely. And I expect those calls to improve next mm-hmm. year. Um. There are calls that I saw, um, I guess you could say mediocre, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was just like the call they put out every day, you know. It wasn't that extra call for this competition. Um, and maybe they were looking for that. They were looking for that feedback. This is my average call that I put back, and how does it compete versus these others? Yeah. So there's different avenues to that. But I love the fact that you see this versatile appearance of all these different call makers it is mm-hmm. that's absolutely awesome and and like you were saying like the the amount of call makers that were there so i was there 20 was 2020 the first year of like right before covid hit i guess covid was actually there but we didn't really know what it was right 2019 was the year before that we actually judged in nashville i think it was and then like covid hit within just a like a few weeks after that or whatever. okay so 2019 was when i was there then and uh i kept every day i'd go to the call makers tables and just start looking and i'd always see something because there's so many calls there you'd see yeah. something different every time like oh man i wonder how i can incorporate that into my woodworking right but mm-hmm. the other thing is once you lift your head up and you look away from the calls you'll see guys that hey i know i've seen him on call nuts he's this call maker i've seen him He's that call me They're The community's there and they're all talking to each other. And um, kind of one of the neatest experiences I had is I heard a gobble and I was like, wow, that's really good. And I turn around and I look and it's Brad samples with a duck call gobbling <laughs> on a duck call. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. yep. never met the guy, not friend. I've never even talked to him on Facebook, nothing. I walked up to him like, you got to teach me how to do that. And he's like, yep, yeah, sure. And he just gave me a two second lesson. I've been like, that's awesome. Like they're all approachable pretty much as long as you're not, taking it too far and and stalkerish if if that's fair to say right uh, yeah so and uh, the other thing that happens at nabtf is they have the um like seminars is that um and s- different call makers will show like how to do certain things it's different every year isn't it um yeah. you probably haven't had time because you're you're doing the call judging right yeah um that generally takes place the next day following the judging gotcha. um so it'll it'll normally start the Thursday morning after the show starts. So uh, they've had some great great presenters, um, all the way from constructing like a box call to mm-hmm. actual carving and stuff. I know Samples has done it several times. Yeah. Richard they're doing his stuff this year. Um, uh, Brett Hoover uh, this year too. I mean, they have some amazing talent that that you can just absorb. You know, kind of what they're. And they show you what they do. That's that's yeah. the cool thing about it. Yeah. Uh, they'll sit down with a ram air system or something like that, and they'll sit there and, you know, 
put a duck on something or they'll tell you how to do checkering. Um, so it's, it's some amazing talent that's there to teach those and do those tutorials. Yeah. So is there anything else about the judging that I've maybe missed or I, I don't know about because I haven't sent anything in like I couldn't this year, just I wasn't able to make calls this year. Is there something I'm missing or anything else you need to, hey, like maybe you should look into that. Man, so I didn't either. And, and I, I blame myself for not entering anything this year. And one of the uh, other call makers kind of is going to hold me accountable, right? So he's got an alarm set up on his uh, his phone or whatever. December, he's going to start bugging me. You know, hey, where's your calls? Where's your calls? And that's something we all need to do. We need to hold each other accountable to, to do a better job about entering calls in it, learning from each other, you know, um, we can't learn from each other unless we do submit that. Right. So, uh, just quit being lazy. Let's get out there and let's do it. You know? Yeah. And like, we've already talked about the benefits towards the call makers where they're able to improve based on the feedback, but there's a bit of benefit for NWTF too, because these calls go into an auction after, right? Like the, is the auction still going on now? I, I, think uh, I am not sure when it closes actually. Yeah. Um, so, there is a live auction and most of those go for the best of shows. Um, and then there is the silent auction that goes online. So, uh, it, you know, you can do this two different ways. You can either give that call to the NWTF for hundred percent profit towards the NWTF, uh, or you can pay, um, right. And they'll, they'll, they also can have a version where you can split it. Um, so you'll pay, uh, $35 to enter your call. And you'll split whatever uh, that sale, whatever that call may sell for. Yeah. So either way, there some money's going back to NWTF, which is helping conservation and yep. their their efforts. Okay. There's right. some amazing funds that have been raised through that. I mean, oh, yeah. you you can just if each one of those calls sold for a hundred dollars a piece, mm -hmm. times fourteen hundred. I mean. Yeah. There's quite a bit of money being made for turkeys. Yeah, that's fourteen hundred plus two more zeros, right? That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not good at math, but I know I can yeah. add two to that. So that's yeah. that is actually phenomenal how much money they can make off of that, right? So right. that's good. All right, as an amateur, I'm gonna put in a call this year. What's the biggest piece of advice that each of you can give me for that? Make the best call you can make. Uh, put as much detail into it as you can do, as you know your talent can do. You know, um, these are hunting calls in most of these, unless you're doing a decorative call, you know, uh, if you're, if you're making decorative calls, do decorative calls, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, for us, we, we do hunting calls. So, um, do the best call that you can make and enter it. Okay. And be you through it. Yeah. You know, don't <laughs> be don't you. Try to, don't try to be something. Yeah. Not. I mean, yeah. it's like, there's some guys out there that granted they, they may be able to, make one style of call way better than the other but that doesn't mean you should necessarily take all your time and try to make that other call make make what you're good at yeah. be you be you through your call and express it okay good what about other call making competitions are you guys involved in any of them and and is there other ones people should be checking out uh I would I would definitely look at the one that's held in Central Illinois. It's more of a, a decorative call okay. uh, competition. Um, yep. The uh, the Worlds this year also held a call makers competition. Yeah, 
the world's in Arkansas. Uh, they did have a contest up in Easton at the World Goose uh, a few years back, and it was it was very similar, to like what you're talking about. They sent you basically a tube, you know, and an insert, and you set your dimensions on that insert and that tube, and you didn't build a shape off of it. So that was very very similar, to like what you're talking about. Uh, and I'm not sure if they're going to do it this year at the World Goose. Um, I would like to see that return myself. It, I felt like that was a good, you know, it wasn't giving you call shape. It was all about sound. And uh, that's that's pretty cool competition, I thought. Um, and, you know, that, that's the other thing. With, sorry, back to NWTF real quick is I think yep. a lot of people get caught up in the looks. Yep. Um, what, 90% of the judging is sound. Yep, um, it is. It's great if you can make a beautiful yeah. call. Mm -hmm. But overall focusing sound more that, yeah. that is that is a hunting call and it is a call that you know you, you kind of want anybody just to be able to pick up and blow it now does it matter if it's ca or oil finished it doesn't I, um it is construction wise now if it's a cnc call um there's a division for cnc but a handmade call uh oil finish ca finish polished finishes you know all that all that goes into it Mm -hmm. um and and i say make the best call that you can make and, and grow from it you know if you're only doing oils i know some guys who make some great calls that have just an oil finish on them um you know there's some guys that won't touch ca uh because you know it's ca it bugs my <laughs> but, nose uh, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the burning <laughs> and the sticky thing yeah like <laughs> so yeah uh, it, yeah you <laughs> yeah i ain't so. seen that at many a night <laughs> yeah <laughs> for those that don't know uh the ca finish is literally just um it's just ca glue better known as super glue right and yeah. it's just like a thin thin version of it that they'll put on a call and it makes a nice hard but beautiful glossy finish on it um uh, so yeah when when they're turning it in the garage and then they're when they're talking about like their fingers stuck like that it's because you know, they're, they're, they're using a paper towel and the only thing between their two fingers is just a little bit of paper towel and some CA glue. So, but. and it gets real bad, you know, if you get it more like that, <laughs> yeah. then you, then you're real trouble. Yeah, yeah, good. good. So the other type of call making I saw was, um, they send you actual packages of like, here, this is some wood material and you can do whatever you want with it, but this is that have, have you done any, seen any of those before? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I've got a third place sitting right up here on the shelf. Um, uh, hunt crafted a couple of years back. Yep. Actually, hosted one of those hunt or one of those uh, one of those calling contests. Uh, we got a, a package basically in the mail of the material, the finishing stuff that you could use, um, and you basically had a certain number of days you had to finish a call out and send it back, and then those calls were shipped to different people to judge. Yeah. Um, they judged everything from the box presentation that it came in to the finished call itself. You know, it, that was a pretty cool experience. Um, yeah. And from that contest, I can tell you that two of those guys that beat me are now good friends of mine. Um, oh. yeah. I've created, helped them create some calls and one of them's ran around the country killing sea ducks. So uh, with me. So, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. And it just came from that one contest, and it wasn't an in-person contest. That was a virtual contest. Oh, nice, good. the The other one that I saw was, um, I think it was Call Nuts ran that one where it's uh, like it would be you versus me, and we'd be live yep. at the head. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was that was really neat. So for for those that aren't on Call Nuts, they'd actually run a competition where it would be 
uh, say it would be me versus Anthony, and we'd both have a live feed of us making a call, and we'd have an hour to make this call and blow it by the end, and then everyone would get to judge it, right? That was uh, that was a neat. I think that COVID brought out all these neat little concepts and new ideas that people were to make the call making side of it a little bit more interesting for people to watch and, and take part in. And I hope that makes more call makers come out and build more calls, right? Exactly. Something I'm kind of excited about is Call of Palooza coming up. Um, I think it's going to be held in May, the last part of May to the first part of June there. Yep. Um, I'm I'm anxious to see it. Um, they have a very, very cool competition, and it's very similar to that format. But basically, you're in R&T shop, and you're tasked with building this call, and it's a bracketed-style competition. Um until it gets down to the very, very bottom and you're made, you have to make a call and it may be an inlay call. It may be a scrimshaw call. It may be a checker call. So you had to almost bring every type of those, you know, things that you can demonstrate to this calling competition. And I, I, I think that's pretty cool. You know, um, they've been doing the, the group build also kind of competition where the two different groups build that. I'm not sure if they're doing it this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good environment right there um, at R&T shop in Stuttgart. Uh, and I encourage you, if you can, you can make it, there's also a lot of call vendors set up. Um, and they'll just trade calls with you also. Uh, a lot of guys who collect calls will be there. So if you're a call maker and you want to get your call out in front of somebody, that's a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, guys, we are at about 45, 50 minutes here. And that's usually what we try and take because people don't like me going too long and they complain. So, yeah, I'm not yeah. one for complaining, right? So, but no, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to come on here and kind of talk about the whole judging process and, and how to become a judge. Well, actually, that's what we didn't talk about. How do yeah. I become a judge? Right? So, um, so if you're interested in becoming a judge, um, one, definitely make yourself available. Um, tell Mark, tell some of the guys, Hey, I would love to participate. I'd love to help out with this calling competition that you're doing. Um, how can I help? That is as simple as it is. You know, yeah. um, I was approached by Mark, uh, I think in 2016, originally, uh, we had a booth at NWTF for American waterfowl systems. And he come around and was like, man, you should enter something. And, and then that turned into, Hey, won't you help us out? And, judge this thing so uh yeah if you've got a love and a hunt for it so just tell him hey i'd love to help out and i mean there were there's times i'm helping look for judges too so mm -hmm. if you need to call me reach out to me i'll be glad to either on social media or anything like that just give me a holler is there any credentials that i need before entering before becoming a judge i guess um you know, I'm going to probably ask you, how can you blow or how well can you blow? What have you done any competitions as far as competition blowing? Um, are you a guide, you know, um, have you been blowing a duck call for a number of years? Um, but that's not a requirement. I don't think, you know, cause we need those beginner level callers to have that beginner level experience when blowing a call, because there's different calls that fit beginners versus experienced callers. An experienced caller can pick up a kazoo and make it sound like a duck yeah. you know beginner you kind of have to have some structure there so i mean I, i'm kind of open to and this is just me speaking out out loud um i would like to see some of those beginner callers to get some good feedback and that may that may not seem fair but 
like I said, if you can build a call that fits a beginner, generally an expert is going to do a pretty good job with it or experienced. I won't say expert. Well, I wouldn't say I'm an expert caller. I'm probably just a beginner caller, but I have seen a mallard turn on 180 and land in my decoys yeah. after I call. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe I'll get a little bit in on this. So if you, if you can see it carrying groceries like that right there, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, flexing doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. I really appreciate you both coming on and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to do this again, Caleb, but we're definitely getting you on to hear some of your guidance stories there for sure. We've already had your dad on, so it's, it's definitely time to get you back here. All right. Thanks boys. Everyone, like we always say, and like they were talking about surround yourselves with good people, enjoy each other's company. Hopefully you had a nice drink when you were watching this. We'll talk to you later. God bless.